Hi, friends. It's Aislinn. And Joe. Welcome to season three at our dinner table. And nothing is off limits at our nope. dinner table. So settle in, mm. grab your favorite beverage. And pull up a chair. Because we have a lot to talk about. weeks ago I said that I've been reading more on purpose and I did a thing this week. Yeah. What did you do? I bought reading glasses. Oh, that's right. It had come up in the past like, don't buy reading glasses. Let your eyes do their thing. But what's happening is you're going to bed so early and I'm, I like to read in bed. And I've abandoned that because the light, the bedside light's so bright. So early, you guys, is really like 10.30, maybe even 11, I'm, by the I'm way. Going to bed early wasn't a criticism. No, I know that, but so early. I'm struggling in low light. Uh, forget it. Low light, forget it. I had the book like seven feet away from me on a stick, like a selfie stick, just trying to. <laughs> Funny. I'm I haven't actually seen you use them. I'm but... that guy now. Yeah, I, I've been glass, wearing glasses my whole life, and and I can tell you that my eyesight's changed too because oh, yeah. I lift my glasses off my eyes when I'm looking at my phone. Yeah, I, I mean everyone on Facebook in your age bracket is having this conversation right now. I've been seeing it. I hadn't seen that conversation, yeah, but if I did see it, I'd be able to say, read it. I would be able to read it if I did. Hi everyone, and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome to the dinner table. Changing over to nighttime recording is really hard for me. I'm not. I'm not in love with it. We I started be an hour earlier. Okay, for you, ten thirty or eleven o'clock at night is early. For me, it's not early, but I've been up since six a.m. Mm -hmm. Like up, and even if I'm not out of bed, I, I usually I'm, I make myself get out of bed by seven a.m. You need to steal I've yourself. I've been way awake for an entire hour. Steal yourself. We have a lot to talk about tonight. You called me up and gave me an earful. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. You know that I'm the shopper and I'm the one that would go to a tractor supply or a box store where you get your building supplies. And you told me several weeks ago, go mm -hmm. to the seed section and call me. Mm -hmm. And I went to the seed section of tractor supply. Tractor supply, you guys. All of the chicken stuff that we're doing, and we won't even do chicken stuff tonight, although, ooh, we have a lot of stories. <laughs> we do. Okay, so I needed to go to town today. You to haven't my... been to town no, in quite a while. No, uh, The only time I've left the farm since we've moved here has been, I think, once or twice to go back to the old house to get pick things up and to go to volleyball games. Mm-hmm. And it's the time of year when I would go, actually have already gone, actually usually Labor Day weekend is when I go and do a big plant purchase from my local nursery, my favorite local nursery, and that's Turner's. And I want to say that because Turner's was awesome today when I re-entered the matrix. Let's just start there. Okay. Okay. Because I need to go to town. I need to go to town, y'all. I need to go to town and I need to find the places that I can get the most inexpensive seeds from. Because I'm teaching a class with kids on Saturday. It's called Put Your Roots Down. And I'm going to show up looking like a clown. Well, not really a clown. Like Aislinn, but like Aislinn supersized. Can't wait to see those pictures. It's going to be fun. And I love being with kids. And I love the experience of it. The idea was I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy carrots, the inexpensive ones. There's a, there's a brand that I really like. It's called American Seeds. And it's 99 cents a package. There's not very many seeds in the package, but it's perfect for like beginners and children and projects where you're teaching people. Mm -hmm. Projects where I'm teaching people means I'm going to be in a situation where I'm looking for access to affordable seeds and plants, not just for my business, because that's part of a business model of efficiency and whatever, but also because most people that are beginner gardeners and also a lot of times the folks that I'm communicating with oftentimes are lower income. So they're working to learn to feed their family right? So I'm looking for radish seeds and carrot seeds. No big deal because everybody knows you go radish and carrots this time of year, right? Went to tractor supply to get some new feed and scratch for the chickens. Went over to the seed area where I'd been there a couple of times to buy seeds for you. And that's Zero usually just seeds. kind of... No seeds. The reason I do that where I kind of tell people like when you go into places buy seeds is because I want to kind of see what's there. Like my mom that went to sense, my yeah. mom went to Target and she said, "Do you need anything from Target?" I go look at their seeds. Buy me some experimenter seeds. Oh, when was this? Mm, probably about three weeks ago. Did they have seeds? They did. Okay. They did have some seeds. So I had decided I was going to town and I was going to hit up a few spot specific spots that I knew would likely have seeds. 
And there were several other box stores that I could have gone to, but I'm looking very, very specifically for these. And then I'm going to get last stop. I'm going to go to my favorite nursery. And then on the way home, I'm going to stop downtown and I'm going to have a drink with my friends and you or whatever. And then I'm going to come home. And I'm so happy about going to town. But seeds is on the list. Seeds. Seeds is the most important thing because it's seed planting time in South Texas. Everyone I'm talking to right now, I'm saying, plant your seeds, get started, prepare your bed, start planting, put your roots down. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing right now. And today, I just can't even tell you how unaware I was at how unprepared I was to re-enter the matrix today. I was thinking today after I finally processed this whole experience, shoot, every single time I go into, shoot, all of a sudden I don't say bad words. <laughs> it was a red pill and a blue pill. The red pill is shoot. The blue pill is shit. You chose red. And of course you did. Look at your hair. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So I go into Academy. I come out of Academy screaming almost every time. And I have made myself be like, I'm going to be intentional when I go to the South side of town, when I go to the box stores, I'm going to set my intentions beforehand, but I was not prepared for this one. I've said many times on this podcast, you do not like to go shopping. I am here to tell everyone listening. That is the truth. Because when I'm, you're at Academy, for example, Something's happening. It must be my birthday and you just can't send me. I am so triggered by corporate structure bullshit. Oh, you took the blue pill after all. Oh my goodness, you guys. I go to the Dollar Tree. Oftentimes they have American seeds. So I start there. That doesn't go very well in terms of just general kindness and service from the people that work there. But I walk out and say... Thanks for your help, as kindly and politely as I can. I can imagine that. And then I think to myself, that's no big deal because one Dollar Tree doesn't have the same thing as another Dollar Tree necessarily because they actually shift their stores based on the customers that are shopping around their area. So then I go to the Home Depot. Mm. And God, I, find I myself hope, there you know, a lot. God, I hope Home Depot is listening, and I know they're not. But God, I hope they are, and I, and I hope you will share, and everyone will share this because the fact of the matter is, is that Home Depot lives by a motto that I learned during my days in the nonprofit world: customer care. We care about our customers. Home Depot cares about their customers. Okay. And today, I very quickly, after two decades of shopping for seeds and plants at the local box stores have come to a full-fledged understanding that they do not care at all about you. And I don't know why I thought that they did because I knew that they didn't. But at the end of the day, I show up in this place and I ask for seeds. Where's the seed rock? Big ass garden area. And the person with the tag on her that said regional manager told me, oh no, we don't get the seeds until springtime. And I said, how does that make any sense in South Texas? And she goes, I don't know. We just don't, I mean, they just don't send them to us. I don't know. And I said, you do realize that is a huge, huge mistake. I don't know. That's just what it is. I don't know. So I get on the phone and I start yelling at Joe and I'm like, I start yelling at Joe <laughs> and I'm like, Mm -hmm. How? That's right, how? honey. How? I can't. I, I'm like, I can't let this go. I can't beat the system. I can't. Uh-huh. No. That's right, darling. I'm full of that. I'm, I'm full of it. I'm full of it. I was full of it, I'll tell you. Yeah, you were. I will not put up with that shit. And it does trigger me. And I think that as long as we allow that to happen, if we don't call out those corporate bullshit, and I get it, they don't care, they don't care about us. But I used, when I talked to Chiquita in the customer care line. Oh, you called like a 1-800 number or something? Oh, yes, I did. Because I'm telling you, after two decades of living in South Texas and understanding without any doubt in my mind that the local box stores don't care about what we actually purchase down here. But this one, when I got on the phone and talked to this lady, I said very specifically, you don't care about your customers. You certainly don't care about your customers in South Texas. I said, because for two decades, you have provided to the beginning gardener and low-income families who would go to these types of places first, and Home Depot's not the only one, they're all doing it, and sold us plants that are going to die in our area. Hold on, what do you mean? Everyone tells me they have a black thumb. 
No, the problem isn't that you have a black thumb. The problem is, is that you're buying your plants and your seeds from the box stores and they're selling them to you at the wrong time, or they're selling you things that will not grow in our area, period. And when I talk to this woman, and I'm not naming her to pick on her by any reason, because it's not her fault. She is the poor woman that has to answer the customer care line when Karen calls, right? You were Karen today? Oh, hell yeah, I was. You were red-headed Karen? As far as I'm concerned, you have to be a Karen sometimes. When someone like me who has worked to get off the grid as much as I possibly can has to re-enter that matrix and the friction sets off every trigger in my body, there is a reason. We're not putting up with that shit anymore. And the only reason why they treat you that way is because you let them. Well, I think it's also because people don't know any better. They go to Home Depot or wherever and they buy what's available to be sold because they trust the corporation. They trust the company. I went to Home Depot today before all this happened to buy a bunch of PVC to make some new chicken tunnels. Now, we're not going to talk chickening today. We're not going to talk about chickening today, Aislinn. But I go there because it's the least expensive place to buy the things. And they Fine. get and they get you because it's the least expensive place to go. Remember what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yes. Johnny Depp works at a supermarket, local right. supermarket. Of course. And his brother, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, ruins a birthday cake. So he needs a birthday cake in a pinch, except that the mom and pop grocery store that he works at's not open that day. It's Sunday or whatever. So he goes to the brand new it's it's a Walmart, but right, it's not right. a Walmart. Right. And his employer is driving by to check out the competition that he's scared to death is about to close his business right. because of the pricing and sees Johnny Depp walking out with a cake. Now, he, well, ne- well, he needed a cake. We've allowed that. We've allowed the Walmart era that, I mean, and I'm not saying that we don't have the We whole, have allowed it because we want the cheapest thing. And the most convenience. I get it and all of that. But the fact is, is that as long as we're willing to put up with it, that's what we're going to get. And when I made that phone call today, I said... This is real simple. I know that y'all are going to ignore me, but if someone in the regional bucket of complaint department that day, right? If someone from the regional office would like to get in touch with me and collaborate to create a situation where Home Depot cares about its customers in South Texas, I'd be happy to hear from them. The solution there is for them to have regionalized thought. And if they do, like our I'm HEVs, not aware of Like it. our Dollar Trees, like our, I mean, other That's corporate... the thing. When you said Dollar Tree shifts from store to store. They do. And HEB I know does because we've talked about HEB as our local grocery chain. I've talked about it so many times on this show. The idea that right next to my house, I can't get a gluten-free product or an organic right. product that I can get a mile away. So they ship their stores, but not necessarily they understand, they mm-hmm. still don't necessarily understand the neighborhood around them. Yeah. But here's the one thing I want to add into that. And when it goes back to the whole Gilbert Grape supporting local, and everyone knows that about us, about me, about who we are. The fact of the matter is, is that I went into the local nursery that I was going to end up at anyways. I was amped up by the time I got to those guys because I, that I like right before I got out of my car to go inside the nursery, I was on the phone with that poor lady from customer care at Home Depot. And then I went in there and I saw my friend Stan and I told Stan about it. And Stan was like, what were you doing at Home Depot anyways? And I was like, I was trying to find access to things that other people would be in places they would be at affordable prices. And I said, I'm doing it for a class and I'm I'm trying to put on a class. And this is so frustrating. And how do I teach people where to get things from if they can't even buy it from anywhere? And he goes, well, just keep sending them to us. And then he gave me like a ridiculous amount of seeds. So at the end of the day, I spent the same amount of money I would have spent, but I got like way more and they just take good care of me and they know my name and they don't care if I come in screaming because they know that they love me and that's really it. And that, my friends, is customer care. Unanswered questions. I'm going to blow through the unanswered questions today, love. Please do, because we do have a lot to Here's the about. longest one. Uh-huh. I have become a leak information <laughs> master. Well, that's good because I've got leaks that are still producing right now. Good. Like I see them. Good. And I'm planting again heavily more in a, in a better way. Like I understand leaks a bit better now. I said last week, when you give me leaks at the very beginning of leak season, I'm always going to make potato leak soup because that's what we know. I found a fantastic article. Ever heard of potato leak soup? I thought so, but how often do you cook leeks in other recipes? I knew I knew I was on the right track. So what are leeks? Leeks are am I pronouncing this correctly? Aliums? Aliums, yep. Mm -hmm. So they're related to garlic, chives, shallots, and onions. And when you taste them, you can tell. Then you're gonna find that your leeks are probably pretty dirty inside. 
Mm. That's the way that they grow. They layer, they layer, they layer. They're bringing up dirt as they do. Uh-huh. I've always washed my leeks before I cut them uh-huh. by pulling off uh-huh. the outer uh-huh. layers. They're saying, go ahead and cut them, then put them then in your wash. colander, and then wash them. Ah, uh, yes. I will never do it any other way. <laughs> That's totally great. makes sense now. Yeah, we had that conversation on a past episode where there was too much sand in our potato leek soup. Well, the article says leeks are often filled with dirt and sand, and of course they are. Woohoo, this is exciting. I'm ready to grow some more leeks then. Here I go. Now, here's a few different ways to cook leeks. You can slice them in half and grill them on both sides until they're charred and tender and to serve that. You can also roast them by cutting them in half lengthwise, cutting them into one-inch chunks, roasting them at about 425 until they're tender. You can also saute them, which is what I did with last week's pork chops with mustard sauce and leeks. Uh-huh. Put them in your pesto, put them in your soup, put them in your pasta, your risotto, which is something I want to cook mm, with yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Wait, risotto is not gluten-free though. Womp, womp. Sorry, kid. Cook them in your eggs, put them in a stuffing, put them on pizza. So when those leeks that you're growing are ready, I'm ready to cook with them now. My mom special requested homemade pizzas. Okay. Let's do it. What is the purpose of a thong? Are you freaking kidding me? What do you mean? Why are we talking about thongs Shall we still? move on? I'm okay to move on. Okay. It's, it's all about avoiding the VPL. What? What the does VPL? B- what is that? Visible panty line. What does B- It's not about that. It's not about that. That's a made up rule. I thought we were moving on. I, I'm so over this because because women that are grown up can buy panties that don't show panty lines. We don't I think have that's to a wear relatively thongs. new. I know what you're talking about because once I put them in the dryer and I got really in trouble. Yeah, my smooth panties, man. Listen to this. What Why do does I want B- that thing up my ass? I don't. Thank you. <laughs> what does bkk our favorite thai restaurant in corpus christi the city we used to live in i wouldn't say they're my favorite because i love that little place downtown i really do i know thai that spice. you're thai spice i know that you're not as huge fan because you think it's overpriced but i love their panang curry what are we saying again i just want to add that in there because we have ordered at bkk many times their curry fries yes they have truffle oil on them, yeah. and there's a dip. Yes. You thought it was just one of their curries poured into a dish. Yeah. I called. Oh, good for you. Who did you talk to? Whoever answered the phone, female. Oh. I said, weird question. We ordered the curry fries, and we don't know what the dip is. Mm-hmm. Do you just kind of take one of your other curries and put it in the ramekin, or are you making something special for the fries? Uh-huh. They take their Penang curry uh-huh. and their yellow curry uh-huh. and they mix it together. Uh-huh. And they only do that for this appetizer. Fantastic. So it gets me thinking on our curry challenge, which I know we'll talk about in a little while. The next one will be a yellow curry. And then I want to move on to some other countries' curries. Okay. But I'm doing yellow curry because it's Lillian's favorite and my favorite at BKK. Mm, I like yellow curry also. It's my second favorite. Then this one's just for me, darling. What was the Star Wars movie from the second batch of trilogies, which was the first trilogy? Did you ask Cortland Campbell? No, I looked it up <laughs> online. You asked I, Uncle Google? I knew it was wrong when I said it. It's not Attack of the Clones. It was Revenge of the Sith, the third one from the most horrible of the Star Wars trilogies that were just horrible and should be removed from the canon with Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen playing. Anakin. Are you trying to start a Star War? Well, I was going to start a Star Wars conversation only in the sense of the notion that Star Wars is a throughput, much like the Beatles that us as children and our children have enjoyed together. Because our kids, our sons especially, were raised on this trilogy that I hate so much. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the problems with it that I do. But to me, it's just a decrease in quality big time. And like I said, should be removed from the Star Wars universe. I don't have anything to say about that. I said it was just for me. <laughs> One year ago today. Time What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing? At here? the beginning of last season, we started doing a thing that we quickly got rid of, and this is the reason why. We were gonna send our boys cheap college recipe versions of fancy food that we make. Uh But after this second one, which was back in episode 2.05, salsa verde chicken enchiladas, 
and they didn't do that one. They didn't do the first one. We quickly abandoned that idea. <laughs> right. I had a feeling. We were 0 we for were... 2, and this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to be the case. But episode 2.05 was also the very beginning of our grain-free pizza crust challenge. Isn't that interesting how seasonal it is for me to say, my mom just asked if you'd make pizza, if we'd, I had, ma- we'd I make had pizza. I had the exact same thought. We did our first pizza crust without gluten. It was not our favorite. Egg whites and mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. baked. And it made kind of a spongy, you remember, like a mm-hmm. spongy, like, um, what's that bread from the Ethiopian food restaurant that they have? Oh, we, I forget. We, I know, right? I forget the name of it. It just gets me to get the hammer out and hit this gong <laughs> right now. And okay, so now you need to make some pizza crusts, gluten-free. Sounds like your mom's requesting it. And, and then... after what we're about to talk about and the food that she provided us this week, anything she wants. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, Lily's schedule has changed a little bit, and so she's coming on different nights now than she came in the past. I'm and, not quite adjusted. Right. Somehow this week, she ended up on the two nights in a row of leftover nights, but there have been fantastic leftovers. There was a lot of unknown for both of us, but certainly for me, moving here. hmm And your parents couldn't be better, what do we call them? They're not roommates because they don't live in our house. They're neighbors. Neighbors Neighbors just doesn't uh, give them enough gravitas, in my opinion, because your mom has stepped up and she understands the struggle of Mr. Chef getting home so late and is frankly not wanting to start at 7 p.m. And she was like, then fine, I'm making bulgogi beef. (laughs) And we're not even going to be here tonight when you get home. It'll be ready for you to come pick up. And that happened twice. She did taco night and she did bulgogi beef. I know that bulgogi is Korean. I've never made it, so I'm going to gong us right now. But it's so much more than come over and enjoy it. For taco night, she not only made the taco meat and bought the Siete brand gluten-free taco shells while she was at the store after, you know, a chat. Then there was a little container of lettuce, a little container of pico, a little container of guacamole, and all I have to do is come home, go across the street, pick it up, bring it back, and my entire family is fed... This is paradise where we live now. Do you understand? (laughs) And it's very clear to me because she listens to these podcasts at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) We're not taking advantage. We are just enjoying the community that is being created in this amazing, beautiful spot. It is very nice. Um, One of the things that I thought was funny over the two nights was that when you were warming up the taco meat that she had made, Mm -hmm. Savannah came in and said, is this beef? And you go, yeah. And the fact is, is that it technically wasn't bulgogi beef. It was bulgogi venison. Right. Because we have that available to us here. And so that's an advantage as well. When my mom had mentioned she was making like a Korean dish, perfect. I will make Brussels sprouts with my Brussels sprouts from outside. So I made... This is amazing, y'all. I made sriracha honey Brussels sprouts straight out of the garden and they were fantastic. And there wasn't very many of them that ended up being like the tiniest little tasting bowl but they were delicious. Yeah, they were crispy, I, and they had all the little stuff on I top. I only request a bigger portion. I'll figure it out next time. With you here now full time, mm-hmm. and that's growing food, producing food, and selling food to people that want it. Kind of, but yes. <laughs> there's there's so much more to it than that. I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a minute well, when we I talk dis- about the Long Lunch Club I event. distilled it down to one <laughs> sentence for the purposes yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. You harvested your Brussels sprouts. You came in and cooked them. I ate them when I got home. Yes. It's paradise out here. <laughs> it's the truth. I, I've been telling you. I've been telling you. Yeah. And the leftover mountain of leftovers comes out last night and it's like the entire island is all of these Tupperware things, which by the way, with all of the pickup takeout we're taking from yes. the neighbor's house, we need to take their Tupperware back to them because their Tupperware them drawer night, that they... you've mentioned before and yeah. how fancy it is. It's and all in our house now? They're like, they have no Tupperware now and okay. a bunch of lids. <laughs> Apologies. They're all clean. I will deliver them after we get done recording tonight. <laughs> On Friday night, I was not fit to cook, and I knew that we couldn't, so I just picked up some Indian food without talking to you about it and brought it on home from town. Yeah. You went to town? I went to, home? No, I go to town every <laughs> I know day. You too. I go to town every day because when you go to town, you got to use some kind of put on country accent. <laughs> Yours is not very good. Thank you. You're going to have to get better at it. I'm going to be fine the way I am. <laughs> So last Friday, I just picked up Indian food at Pavani, knowing that if we didn't eat it that night, we'd be able to eat it sometime over the course of the weekend. And our order at Pavani is... When are you going to cook again? I already told you, yellow curry. 
<laughs> Sog paneer. Pizza. I'll field requests. No problem. <laughs> Sog paneer. This is what I order at Pavani. Sog paneer. I like bendy masala, but you didn't bring that one home this time. I was going to say bendy masala, but they were out of okra. Uh, I gotcha. <laughs> right. Tell them that next time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want some fresh local okra? I know the girl. Uh-huh. And because they were out of the bendy masala, I noticed on their menu that they have vegetable curry. Yes. And of course I'm getting curry because yeah. we're in a curry challenge. And a part of a curry challenge would be when given the opportunity to buy curry at your favorite local Indian restaurant, you do if you never have. Mm-hmm. We're eating a lot of curry right now. And then I got uh, <laughs> paneer masala. What did you think of the vegetable curry? It was great. Yeah, you do realize that like all of those things are curries. Of course they are, but to call it curry Kinda and like then to, curry. To, to focus in on it, the flavor profile is becoming a lot more... Similar? Well, I was going to say recognizable. Sure. That in playing with these spices, and we'll tell a story about how I did it again, I'm becoming more comfortable in the challenge. Going back to the idea that we had the first of the gluten-free mm-hmm. pizza crust, mm-hmm. I remember back to that. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> it's not even baking because you're not using traditional baking things like flour. Right. These are new items cooked in new ways. And that's how I felt when I made Penang curry a couple weeks ago. So to taste our favorite Indian food, local restaurants, I can't curry, tell you that I have like a solid memory of that food. Yeah, I have no idea. I think I just got home and just started stuffing Indian food in my face. And then you were like, oh, curry challenge. And I was like, curry? Who ate curry? I, all of these are curries. This, I love it. It's delicious. Don't cheat too much by bringing home food all the time. It's just, I think that the meal portion of the podcast, I mean, there is no normal, right? The new normal <laughs> is, is that your mom's cooking. It's a part of the dinner table talk. We don't have a lot of sweets in our house. We don't keep a lot of sweets in our house. That's because you have I will your, eat them and the girls have, yeah. will eat and you will you will eat them at midnight. The girls might eat them at midnight mm-hmm. and I will eat them at nine PM in My bed. My midnight thing, by the way, is calmed down a lot. It's mostly reading, less eating. I think that the girls have figured out oh, yeah. that their sweet tooth uh-huh. can be remedied if they take a trip over to Nana and Pop Pop's house. I was telling my mom the other day that they are used to being able to walk to the marble slab or jump in the car and drive to Sonic and get a snack. And they were doing that. And yeah. we're just not going to say no. Yeah. All Somet- things in moderation. Sometimes we pay for it. Sometimes we don't. But <laughs> I said, hey, why don't you guys go across over there to Nana's house and hit up the ice cream shop? Uh-huh. And I can tell you, without a doubt, my mom is ecstatic about... And she actually even said when Lily came over, then they came over the other day, that she was in her bedroom taking a bath. She was like, I miss the girls. They came to get ice cream. I wanted to show them my fancy <laughs> hair thing. <laughs> she bought she bought this fancy hair dueler thing. I don't know, all kinds of gadgets over there. <laughs> they went over the first time and completely voided your parents' freezer of the Klondike bars. They said that they did not. And we joked about it. <laughs> and I said, listen, next time I go to the grocery store, I'll buy a box of you know stuff that I know that they'll like. But y'all, you keep it over here. Because if it's over at our house, you're right. It'll get eaten by folks that don't want to eat it, don't need to eat it, find themselves in a zombie-like state because those things are in the house and you end up eating them. <laughs> so that took a couple of days. And by the time I got the eight-pack of drumsticks. Now, drumsticks, of course, are a chocolate, chocolate-covered cone. I think there might be chocolate in the very tip of the cone. That's, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Just the tip. And <laughs> I can't eat the tip. Ice cream. <laughs> I can't cream, eat any of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, or vanilla with caramel in the middle, and then chocolate on top, and then nuts, right? You got mm, these in the, from the ice cream man when he'd come by or at your neighborhood when you were a kid. So now I bring the ice my, cream man is super sus, man. <laughs> I bring my eight pack of drumsticks over to your mom's and she's like, oh no, I've already stocked it. And I open the freezer. I'm like, good God, it's, it's ice cream heaven in here. So I put my paltry eight and then the joke has become, I text your folks because this always happens when they're not at home for, for whatever reason, yeah. the girls will go over there and the, they creep in, they don't really creep in. They creep in and I say, I don't want to alarm you. But burglars, a court. You actually looks scared like... my mom the first time you said that. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I don't want to alarm like, you, oh, but oh I God. think someone oh, broke cream. into your house. <laughs> yeah, that. 
<laughs> they were female. Don't say that on Facebook. And they stole all your ice cream. <laughs> it scares people. Well, they, she was only scared for two seconds before the punchline came. <laughs> yeah. And then one more thing. I did make the Penang curry from a couple of weeks ago again. You did, and it turned Why out did I do fantastically. That? It was so good. I'm going to skip the little that proves that we're moving on to another topic, because we're moving on to another topic. I made Penang curry again, but that's not all that was made around here. My mom and I hosted the first official Farm to Table Long Lunch Club. Yeah, you've been talking about that. This past week, and I was going to do tromboncino squash and basil. So Long Lunch Club would be middle of the week at lunchtime, which is challenging for most people. I get it. But my thing is, take a self-care day. Even if you only do it once a year, go out to the farm, give yourself a nice little luncheon. The idea was garden education. The idea was take two pieces of produce that will grow even through our hard summers here. If and we'll you stick- can find the seeds. <laughs> I can find the seeds. I just want to be able to find help other people find them. Ah. Because people want the tromboncino squash now after I've begun teaching everybody that the tromboncino squash is massively able to produce lots and lots of food for your family. When I was at a place that I found seeds today, there were two squash varieties, zucchini and yellow squash. Those are the squash that you know when people call squash and butternut squash, of course. But these tromboncino squashes, when I saw the very first one, we should post that same picture. It's me and you (laughs) at the farmer's market with me and this five foot long. I have a really funny one with Leo too. Leo Ruiz from Get Growing. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll take that home and I'll try to cook with it. And since then, with all of the, I mean, as you say, it seems to grow easily because you have 20 of them in our house right now. And how many of them have we already used? I mean, we use one in every meal. It is so flavorful. Uh And it's that thing where the massive food production system is selling you every single time you go to any kind of restaurant and you get the vegetable medley. It's zucchini and yellow squash and carrots and onions. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost as if this should be the dinner table tromboncino talk because we talk about tromboncino is the lot. official vegetable mascot <laughs> of dinner table talks right now. Period. It is. It's true. Okay, so you were saying. So I put on this luncheon, and the idea was to feature tromboncino and basil. I said that I wanted us to have a seasonal mocktail. Let okay. me figure out some fun thing. It's lunch. To do. Yeah, you don't luncheon. need Luncheon. Yeah. We'll pretend like we're having a fancy cocktail, but it'll actually be a mocktail. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to serve a salad and a soup and a local board because we my mom makes all kinds of preserves and we have olives and cheese and all kinds of local good stuff so we're always going to put one of those types of things together because then we can let people taste all kinds of cool stuff and to pasty yeah exactly maybe a charcuterie if mm-hmm. i get some dried meat from somewhere soon i've got a surprise for you in the cooler Oh, yeah. I brought you some hard meats. Oh, I love me some hard meat. Just the tip. <laughs> Continue. I'll pretend that that didn't happen. I don't remember where I was going. I, I had a thought. You were talking about a salad and a soup and a charcuterie. With some kind of unique dessert also using basil and or tromboncino. Okay. I get the concept. You're going to pick a couple of vegetables and then make a bunch of stuff with it. Yes. And these are vegetables that grow here and exactly. people can enjoy. Gotcha. So in the midst of this meal, I can discuss different ways to grow it and I can give some other gardening techniques, any questions that get answered. I can We can talk about how we cook these things, how I basically took recipes and replaced the winter squash delicata or the winter squash butternut squash with the tromboncino squash. All of a sudden, you had made that panang curry. Yeah, our first curry challenge. Using tromboncino in it because you needed to, because I said, use some squash. Well, they called for carrots. We didn't have carrots. And there's 17 tromboncino squash laying there. So why don't I go ahead and just cut that up? And when you did, I was like, that's what I want for my entree. Okay. I wanted to make panang curry. Mm -hmm. Then I wanted to serve a salad. Then I wanted to have my local board. I wanted to have my mocktail. And I wanted to have some delicious dessert. And so we had that amazing meal this past week. And... It was a huge success, and it was perfect the way it came together. It's a ticketed item? Yes. Okay. The event was two hours long. It was sold as a long luncheon, basically. Take time for yourself. But it's also going to be kind of an educational thing. I mean, we're here to talk about gardening. We're here to discuss food things, all of those types of things. Tour the farm, I'm sure. Tour the farm. Well, one thing that occurred... (laughs) 
It likes to rain on my parade. Yeah. I told him, I was telling somebody the other day, all I have to do in order to get the rain I need <laughs> is to plan, plan an, an event. event. Yeah. Yes. It's like seven inches of rain in the last oh, three days. Oh, Lord, y'all. <laughs> like, there's mud and water standing everywhere. Speaking of transitions, we have discovered every single low spot in our backyard. Oh, yeah. And we just moved them around. Yeah. Mulch is the answer. Would you order some, please? I did. And I think it's coming tomorrow. Fantastic. I know. And then we're going to start putting more of it in the chicken coops and more of it in the gardens and more of it around the house and more of it under the gates and more of it in any spot that's holding water. <laughs> you mentioned chicken coop. Do I have time for a quick chicken story? No, we're not talking about chickens today. Okay. <laughs> but we have a lot to talk about with chickens, you guys. I'm not kidding. This is not a chicken podcast, nor is it a tromboncino podcast, but there were both chicken and tromboncino in our most delicious punning curry. That you did prepare for the luncheon. And of course, we used turkey hollow chicken. That's where I buy my meat. Mm -hmm. But I had made it in the instant pot and then put the cooked chicken into the curry. This time I cooked the chicken in the curry, the way that the recipe calls for. Mm -hmm. How was it the second go around? It was very, very, very good. And it had the chance to melange. That's right. I overnight. cooked it the night before the event yep. and it was served yep. the next day. Yep. And then my mom just did used her fancy instant pot to heat it up and then her other fancy instant pot to make the rice. So right. she, we had that going. She makes good rice. My mocktail ended up being a Jamaican, they call it Jamaican sorrel juice. Okay. But you also might see it as like Jamaican hibiscus. So basically I use the Roselle plant which is what the actual plant it's is one called. one of your favorites. Thai Roselle, whatever. Well, the reason it's one of my favorites is it's the same thing like with the tromboncino and stuff like that. And it's the same thing with my frustration with these damn box stores and their inability to sell us the things we need. We need to understand what we grow well in our area. And we grow tropical plants well in our area. Even after a hellacious freeze, a lot of the tropical plants still have a good root base because our soil stays so warm mm -hmm. that they calm back. Mm. And the roselle or the edible hibiscus falls into that category. And you take the calyxes off of that. And then you boil that with a hella ton of ginger, fresh, raw, grated ginger, peel on. And then you crush up some allspice seeds, some cloves. You boil it for, I don't know, 15 minutes just to make sure it all gets broke down. Now you can do this with the dried stuff. I can actually dry this stuff with my dehydrator or I can use the fresh stuff. I used the fresh stuff and went out and harvested it immediately and brought it in and fixed it all up. Then turned it off, let it cool off completely, put it in the refrigerator overnight. And it is a traditional Christmas drink in the Jamaican tradition, basically. But you're pouring it over ice. And you know how you like clink the ice around in your glass so that the ice kind of melts down? Right. Well, that kind of helps to cut it with like a little bit of liquidity. Dilutes it. Yeah. Yes. I left this part out. And that is you got to make some simple syrup. And then you pour some simple syrup in it to get it up to a sweetness. But roselle has its own pectin in it, kind of like apples. So you don't have to add pectin to make a jelly. So you can make like a jelly. So this juice is kind of thick. So I cut it with a little bit of water. I also cut it with a little bit of orange juice because I like the orange flavor with clove and yeah. all of these different things. But then when we served it, and we served it in these beautiful brown carnival glass. I think it's carnival glass. I could be wrong about that. We'll have to ask that. I'll have to, can you dong me? <laughs> Double dong or single? Just a single dong, please. <laughs> we use these beautiful pitchers and glasses. And then I just gave everybody some sparkling stuff, topo chicos and sparkling things to cut it if they chose to. And people liked cutting it. I liked cutting it. But it's getting to know that drink and going, oh, gosh, this does have seasonal flavor that we can use during the holidays. And we can add some rum to it if we want. Too. We got some Topo Chico to it. That was the first to. time you've made this? Well, yeah, it's the first time I made that particular recipe. Then I would suggest that the second time you make it, just like the second time I made the Penang curry, it'll be exactly what you want it to be. I will just keep adapting. I mean, I have like a ridiculous amount of Roselle left. Wonderful. So we're going to make some Roselle jelly. I am going to go to the farmer's market on Wednesday this week. So if you're listening to this podcast and you live in my area, Come visit me at the downtown farmer's market vendor. in Corpus Christi. Yes. The circle, a hobby the gardener. Yes. Can you imagine? Like oh, the fact yes, of the matter is that was the whole reason I started it was literally to so I could come out here and do my farming and then drive to town to a farmer's market when That's I wanted wonderful. to. My favorite thing on the table for beauty, for taste, I believe that everyone really, really enjoyed it. We spent a lot of time talking about it was the winter caprese salad 
with caramelized tromboncino squash. Basically, it's a caprese salad, but without the tomatoes. Instead of tomatoes, it had caramelized tromboncino squash. How'd you caramelize it? I roasted it in the oven. The The natural sugars of the caramel? Yes. And I put a bed of what I call hearty greens, roselle leaves, okra leaves, salad burnet that just started growing, green harmony, or also known as longevity spinach, all things that are growing right now really well in our area. And the ladies wanted to talk about every piece of salad that was there. Then I laid on top of it just slices of the big mozzarella balls, so a couple of slices of the mozzarella balls, placed the tromboncino on top, all nice and caramelized, and they had turned out so nice. Then I put on top of that the most beautiful basil you've ever seen because I've got the purple basils and the Thai basils and the green basils and the holy basils and all the beautiful basils and the little flowers of the basils and the basils are beautiful. And then I, on top of that, I drizzle it with some of the fancy dripping springs, Texas hill country, balsamic vinegar and cracked pepper on top. It was such a delicious dish, you guys. And it was gorgeous. So gorgeous. I was very proud of that one. So what about okay, this ice cream? This ice cream was a whole thing, you guys. Was, I was there to make the and ice the meal, cream. And you. the meal itself was just a fun, fun time because we ended up an eight-seater, which was perfect. I'm going to keep it that way for a while because I think that that's exactly... Intimate. Yes. Oh, it was so nice. Makes sense. It was so nice because we could just have personal conversations then after the rain finally stopped, we all, we all went out on a walk and walked through the gardens and stomped around in the mud. And one of the ladies had said at the dinner table, as she's noshing on her ice cream, I hope we can go outside. It looks like it's cleared up and maybe we'll see a rainbow. I'm manifesting a rainbow. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I can't wait. Yes, let's You're exactly do it. the person I want to eat a long lunch with. It's exactly right. It was so much fun. Okay, so this ice cream thing. One of the things that got brought up at the dinner table was conversations about the Instant Pot. My mom likes to teach people how to use the Instant Pot. She has found that it is a huge, huge advantage to use an Instant Pot in your life. And then there's the conversation that a lot of people will say like, I have one, but I've never use it and I'm just afraid of machines. I've used it for one thing and I use it for that one thing, but I'm afraid to branch out. And I have a printer and I never turn that printer on because I'm scared of machines. And I go, listen, girl, I'm just like you. I said, I go to my machine people to help out. As a matter of fact, she picked up this little recipe card thing that you printed out and made for everybody. And she was like, oh my gosh, who made this thing? It's so amazing. Did you make this thing? And I was like, "Mm -mm, I go to the people that can do the machines for those jobs. funny. Well, my mom had to go out to tennis for hers. It was a crazy raining first night, and I'm in the kitchen finishing up all of the prep for this amazing event, and I'm pouring the ice cream into her fancy Cuisinart ice cream machine, Mm -hmm. and I truly don't know anything about what I'm doing at all. (laughs) Well, because I poured two quarts in instead of one quart in, it took an hour instead of 25 minutes. So when I saw it kind of poking out and said, it's like fruit, like it was there. It was really close to being then completely frozen. you went frozen. much longer than you needed to. It melted and it yeah. started going over the side. So then she goes, don't worry about it. Just pull it out, put it in the freezer and we'll bring it out. And it was a little icier than we had had it the first time, right. but it was still very delicious. And we make ice cream a lot here. My mom has this fancy Cuisinart and it's a great way to use all the different fruits that we have. And it's always been a fantastic way if we've got a family coming out for some kind of a farm tour, if we've got a group of kids from a summer camp, whatever we're doing, we could have a kid party out here, a small kid party out here and With serve homemade, homemade ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. We make homemade ice cream. So the one she ended up using was a butternut squash ice cream. Well, of course, we didn't use the butternut squash. We used a very hardened off, very winterized tromboncino squash. Um, And it caramelizes very, very nicely. Like we definitely roasted this one to get that really good sweet on. You do salt, you do um, some coconut oil, you roast or caramelize that stuff. Then after you let those all cool off, you add in full fat coconut milk, two egg yolks, vanilla extract, We actually use vanilla paste, and my mom introduced me to that, and she said it actually has a better, stronger flavor. And stronger than extract, you mean? Yes. Interesting. And then we're making, and more like a vanilla bean kind of flavor. What is the consistency when you open the jar? It's it's not hard thick, but it is thick like um, molasses or honey. Interesting. Kind of thick like that. Um, And then of course it also calls for almond extract and some ground cinnamon. So very pumpkin spice latte ish, if you like that uh, sandy. We made this delicious ice cream. You should give it a try. 
but it was a really, really good treat. We topped it with some local honey and a little bit of crushed pecans on top of it. And it was funny because we joke a lot about, I gotta be, I need my validation. I need my validation for the delicious thing I cooked or for the thing I made or for the, um, whatever I I made or the chore I did. Everyone around here wants to be validated, right? So I was super excited. (laughs) Is that the the truth? (laughs) Yes, of course Everyone out here wants to be validated? Everyone on the planet wants to be validated. That's true. Um, Some people are just better at telling people, excuse me, I made this awesome thing. Would you please validate me? <laughs> Pat my back, please. <laughs> well, I was patting my back about the fact that all of the pumpkin decor, actual big pumpkins, you guys, little pumpkins, tiny pumpkins, the pumpkin shape, yeah. pumpkin things, every decoration of fall pumpkinish was stuff I had grown. Amazing flower arrangements with the Roselle flowers. I had mentioned those were beautiful flowers. Beautiful autumn colored celosia and some pink and white zinnias. And yes, we did stomp around in the mud and play outside like little kids. And I am so excited for the next one. And it's going to be on November the 3rd. So look at your calendars and figure out if November the 3rd is your opportunity to take a long lunch and come join us for the Long Lunch Club. And I look forward to it. Well, if all of that wasn't enough, we got to go out to my brother's house. He invited us out to celebrate his birthday, actually, to have a crab boil at his house because he loves to do a crab boil. No shortage of crab boils, seafood boils, crawfish boils that we've talked about on this podcast Mm -hmm. that your folks have hosted out here on the farm. Mm -hmm. This is my first time to go to your brother's house to eat a meal. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. My brother and his wife and their son have moved to um, our island here, and that's a dream home for them. All my life, I've known that my brother... It's a few blocks away from the beach. Exactly, exactly. the golf cart community out there. They've Uh got their golf cart. He takes his son. They take their family out to the beach often. They take Lola, the little uh, bulldog, Uh and she is a beast. He was saying, the dog knows my routine. Uh If I have my work clothes on, the dog doesn't care if I go outside. But Uh when I get home and put my clothes on and then go outside, the dog follows me because chances are I'm going out to the beach in the cart and she wants to go. Yeah. It's a beautiful life they've created for themselves. Yes. Yes. I'm seeing that. And it was so much fun. The food was delicious. We had Dungeness crab, which was very, very easy to peel the way he had it. And of mm-hmm. course, they had all the nice, fancy tools for us to use. And he's but got we hardly no sh- even had to use. No the shortage tools. of opinion on which is the appropriate and best crab to boil if you want oh, plenty has, of meat and easy to eat it. He's a crab eater and he's a crab boiler. And yeah. him and my dad have been doing things, and now he's doing it on his own and he's learning how to do it. And it's like the Dungeness is the best flavor, and it's the easiest to peel. He was very specific to get the corn, corn potatoes, potatoes done, done uh-huh. then the sausage, then the crab. Uh-huh. Then he turned Turn the heat off, off put uh-huh. the shrimp in. He got uh-huh. this big, beautiful shrimp. Almost head on, right? That was a big prompt. deal. Uh huh. Head, tail, shell on. Uh huh. To get the maximum flavor. And then he said something about butter. He was saying we gotta we put them in butter. Or we do we they put butter in the boil. Something about making it easier to peel. And they were amazing, y'all. They were so delicious. Give me the hammer. I'll do it. (laughs) But he turns the heat off, puts the shrimp in, let them sit in Uh that hot water for 20 minutes. It was a feast. My gosh. We brought a fruit salad that we just threw together really quickly. Uh And mom brought a layered salad that she had made earlier in the week and wanted to try it out and show it to us. But there was a little like eh, mayonnaise, you know, that kind of thing. So when she made it again for this event, she added ranch dressing to it. Well, that I, made a difference. One of the meals we went over to their house to eat, I made my ranch, mm-hmm. our famous J-Hack ranch. Mm-hmm. So she texts and says, how do you think it would be if I use the ranch? I said, let's go. Yeah. And it was delicious. It was really good. But a funny conversation came up and it had to do with it. It got me back to thinking about the standards we set, you know, and me talking about the new standards and sure. energetic standards and holes in your underwear came became a part of the conversation. Right. Marlena and I both said, Oh my God, we throw their underwear, our partners, our husbands, our men, we throw their underwear and socks away when they have holes. No questions asked. We don't care if you run out of underwear and socks. You need to be prepared for the idea that we are going to throw away things with holes in them. And my mom goes, I've never done that before. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's the standard. It's the, it's your responsibility. You have to just throw it away because those men will hold on to those holy socks and underwear for 800 years. I am a white crew t-shirt wearer. 
Oh, in the disgusting armpits of your t-shirts. Throwing them away. <laughs> I have tried your all-natural deodorant antiperspirant, and it is garbage. So it is not garbage. I go Lots and I still buy the aluminum-soaked man-stick deodorant. The problem with that is that when you wear a t-shirt every single day under your outer shirt, your armpits are touching that t-shirt all of the time. And that deodorant will get on there and, and the armpits get that nasty yellow caked gunk. I don't throw stuff away. If that t-shirt's going to work and all you're going to see is a little bits peeking out of my shirt, I don't care what the armpits Shirt's look like. standing up on its own. But there's nothing like a brand new pack of white t-shirts. I'm when not talking about t-shirts. I'm talking about underwear and undergarments, socks. Undergarments. Undergarments. <laughs> a nice new pack of underwear. A nice new pack of socks. When you're pulling the socks directly out and putting them directly on your feet and they're all cushiony and soft and cottony and starkly bleached white. I appreciate your point of view here, but you've <laughs> got to communicate with a brother when he goes to his Just t-shirt drawer or his if underwear I'm drawer going to do or your his laundry, sock drawer. I'm and you've throwing gone away a, a, holy garbage. You've gone on a mad throwaway spree, and it's <laughs> six thirty-seven in the morning, and I'm trying to get dressed, and I put my, I open my drawer to get my socks out, and there aren't any because you've thrown them all away. I think that Marlena said at one point there was a shipment, or maybe there's already a shipment. Like, regularly, they receive socks and underwear from Amazon now. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> they, they just come. And if you get six new ones, throw away six old ones. It was a joy to spend the evening celebrating my brother's birthday at his new home with a crab boil and having great conversations, and just getting that, to know them better. And knowing that his underwear and socks and my underwear and socks <laughs> were whole free. Your dad's? Swiss cheese. Well, hey, while we're in this intellectual vibe, why don't you kick over a question that we can deep dive into? It's your turn to ask the random question of the week, but do you mind if I ask it? I have no idea what we're doing. It's the <laughs> first we Wednesday in October uh-huh. over at Beer and a Movie, my beer and movie podcast that I do with some buddies. We're doing all horror October, all horror movies Every single week in October. Uh-huh. This question came up. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? The scariest movie I've ever seen. Eh, Halloween's coming up. This seems apropos. I don't watch the scariest movies. But you did when you were a kid. You oh, did oh, at sleepovers. Oh, the one, you did. The one that like freaked me out was Poltergeist. That was my scary movie. That's come up a couple of times with other people. Older guys scared the crap out of me. The machines, like those things, that those things, they look like machines. They were coming after people. Yeah. Was it machines? I don't even remember. I haven't looked at it again because it scared me. Poltergeist preyed on fears. There was a clown doll that came to life that freaked out a lot of people who fre- yeah. or that get freaked out by clowns. Yeah. There was... Creepy kids of course sitting the, in front of TVs that are crackling. And, right. There was, of course, the beings that emerged and when they, they went like, over to the other side. There they looked was like the, machines, right? That was the... They were puppets and probably All I remember was I was scary, way. and I have scary memories of that. Yeah, movie. mine's The Exorcist, and that's because of my religious upbringing yeah. and the idea that I saw it at a religious event when the parents had gone to sleep, and the crucifix scene, and let Jesus do this thing, and it was just creeped me out that's a, that's a movie that was directed in a way to create a sense of foreboding even before the horror quote-unquote begins it's still effective today silence of the lambs was pretty freaking scary yeah we watched that one recently for the other show coming soon to dinner table talks fava beans and a nice chianti <laughs> God, I hope Home Depot is listening. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. <laughs>